Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Hello and welcome to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Uh, Tonight I am filling in for Chad Jensen. My name is Jonathan Cronenberg. You know me usually as Buona Beast. Um, And joining me today is Zach Kelberman. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Chad. I mean, John, I mean, it's not the first time I'm going to do that. That was, you know, on purpose, but accidentally I'm going to call you Chad a bunch tonight. Just be no be cognizant of that. Chad is on vacation right now, enjoying himself in uh, sunny Florida right now where we're potting away, but we have some things to go over more quarterback rumors and speculation tied to the mm-hmm. Broncos, but I'm excited to get back after a weekend and not podcasting. But how about you, John? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. We've had a couple of good shows uh, in terms of Facebook with uh, Kelberman's Corner and Trickle Zone. So I'm not sure if you saw a clip from the Trickle Zone. It's really been helping me get ready for the draft. So that's been great. Um, and really just excited to get talking to everybody. It's been so long yeah. since I've been able to speak to people in front of them face to face, you know, or face to, you know, phone, whatever it may be, instead of just Twitter. So it's a great time uh, to, you know, be able to speak with everyone. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, we've done this a few times now, John. You and I. Yeah. So you know, it's no big deal. The the beast is in the building, though. What's up, Darab? I'm I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. What's up, George? Uh, quick shout out to sp- some people in the comment section: Jason, uh, Michaela, Albert, Ernie, Joseph. Muhammad. I see you guys, Muhammad. What's good, man? Uh, Michael, Ty. What's up, guys? We have, like we mentioned earlier, John, or I mentioned earlier, a very quarterback-driven, quarterback-centric podcast. Because isn't every Broncos podcast quarterback-driven? You know, it doesn't seem to ever go away until the Broncos decide what they want to do with Drew Locke. We talked about that today on Kelberman's Corner. Mm-hmm. But, yes, the first um, topic we want to go over is something I just wrote, in fact. It was about uh, Mitch Trubisky. And the latest scuttlebutt there, before we hop into our Manscaped breed for the evening, John, is that the Broncos showed some interest in signing Mitchell Trubisky before he ended up signing a value bargain basement bin kind of deal with the Buffalo Bills. So it seems like the Broncos are definitely in the market for a quarterback. They hadn't been tied to Trubisky before that. They haven't been tied to many veterans before that. So it's been surprising uh, when that report came out. But what do you take of it, John, uh, the Broncos' interest? Do you think that was just a due diligence, or do you think they are legitimately wanting a veteran quarterback behind Drew Locke? 
I think they legitimately were taking a look at Trubisky. I think uh, ultimately they decided not to go with a deal, obviously, and take a look at other avenues. Uh, but in the end, as you said, that is a really cheap deal. $2.5 million, I believe it was, uh, for a single year um, as a bat, you know, as someone to be in competition with Locke. That really adds a lot of value. Um, even, and again, you you cut Driscoll maybe and you save that money and Please. it kind of lines up nicely where they're, it's a one-for-one kind of deal. Uh, and it really allows, uh, you know, Locke and Trubisky to go at competition each other. You don't have to worry about drafting a quarterback or going in depth about sure. trading up. So uh, there was definitely interest at the beginning. I just obviously think they wanted to view other avenues. And they haven't signed a quarterback, though. So still we're led to believe, John, it's March 28th now. The draft is in a, a month from tomorrow. The first round of the draft will take place. And we still don't know for sure what the Broncos will do with quarterback. Are they running it back with Drew Locke for another season? Will they make that big move for Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Fields, whoever? We just don't know yet. But there's been small, little, minuscule reports of the Broncos beating around the veteran quarterback Bush. And we heard about Fitzpatrick before. Nothing really about Dalton. They had no interest there. The the Nick Foles uh, trade market, that's a little cool right now, but it seems like the ex-bear is Trubisky, who they're kind of talking to. But it's no surprise either that Vic Fangio coached in Chicago when Trubisky was there. As a backup, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have cried. For 2.25 million bucks, I mean, he's the backup now to Josh Allen. That's a great deal for Buffalo. And he Mm -hmm. could have been that dual threat kind of guy that Locke could have learned from. There are some similarities to Trubisky, you know, more so than a Ryan Fitzpatrick or Case Keenum or any other veteran quarterback that Broncos country wanted to bring in. I wouldn't have hated the move. It's just signals to me if this report has any veracity at all. And from the Boston Globe's Ben Volan, I mean, it does a little bit. The Broncos aren't done looking for a quarterback, and it's a matter of when, not if, they bring in that guy. We just don't know, again, who that guy will be. And one thing that I'm curious about is, you know, did Trubisky have an option? If so, why would he choose Buffalo over Denver where he could compete? So that's also an an idea where maybe they just were beating around the bush a little bit, trying to get feelers, uh, understand where the market was going uh, as well. So uh, little stuff you can glean from each kind of roster move by other teams and the moves you don't make as well. Exactly. And you know what? For Trubisky, it's smart. I mean, he's taken a prove-it deal, but he's going to one of the best quarterback gurus in the entire NFL and Brian Dayball, the same coach who resuscitated Josh Allen and made him an MVP front runner. He can go there and resurrect his own career and maybe sign elsewhere next offseason. So great move for Buffalo. And it's interesting, like you just mentioned, the moves the Broncos don't make are almost as impactful as the moves the Broncos do make. And again, it's just a matter of time. We don't know whether it's going to be like we're going to talk about Sam Darnold, Nick Foles. They're going to maybe a veteran and it's Alex Smith. Maybe they draft Mac Jones or Trey Lance. We do not know, but it seems like it's fait accompli. The Broncos will bring in a quarterback at some point this offseason. And as we uh, get going here, just want to remind you, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. Uh, you can follow the mother account at MileHighHuddle. Also, don't forget to go over to Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddlePod. Go ahead and uh, subscribe there. We're going to have some new content going up, as always. And you can also go to Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddle and become a supporter. Start joining some of our different uh, groups like the the Trickle Zone we have going as a show. We have Kelberman's Corner as another show. So we have a lot of different shows uh, that are starting to be developed and we're very excited about. Also, if you have the opportunity, you're well off please go ahead and check out our merch store at hullapod.com. 
And finally, the simplest thing, the most organic way you can help us is simply to subscribe, like, and share. I know Michaela has been pushing that recently for us, and it, it makes a huge difference when you do that. And especially if, if someone joins us, make sure that you, know, you get your shout out, and we'll definitely uh, shout you out as well. So appreciate that. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Quickest matters of business ever, John. Okay. I love it. Record time. I'm I'm, I'm good you. with that. More time for Broncos football talk. But yeah, as you know, I I don't know if we can pull it up or not. But Daniel Jeremiah was on KOA. I I believe it was over the weekend or re- a couple days within the last couple days, mm-hmm. and he suggested or indicated or hinted whatever word you want to use that the Broncos should swing not a first round pick but a second round pick. I believe that's what the intimation was for Sam Darnold. He believes doing that would solve the Broncos quarterback issues and also allow them to preserve their number nine overall draft pick to use on a number uh, another uh, position of need again this is one man's opinion and this was rooted in the logic that because George Payton and the Denver Broncos did not address Drew, Drew Locke's backup they did not address quarterback he's taking the no activity as a sign that he's not sold on Drew Locke that's how De- Daniel Jeremiah John perceives that that the fact that they haven't given a full-blown commitment to the last year's starter, the incumbent, suggests that the Broncos are not happy with them and the Broncos will end up replacing him. I think that's a little bit of a leap to make because you can also make the argument that the Broncos are not bringing anyone in because they like Drew Locke, because they're running it back with Drew Locke, because they're supporting Drew Locke. It's, again, he's as plugged in as they come, Daniel Jeremiah, and what he says definitely holds weight. He He's hearing things from sources. He has people in the building. His opinion is the Broncos should make a move for Sam Darnold. I don't think a second-round pick is worth it for – I talked about this on KK today because no Broncos show can go without quarterback talk. He's damaged goods. I mean, he's the antithesis of damaged goods. You can mine that 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 river for gold, but you have to be in the right place at the right time with the right mining equipment to get that gold. And if you follow my analogy here, the Broncos do not have that mining equipment. If you send him to San Francisco – I have no doubt that Sam Darnold will blossom there under Kyle Shanahan. You bring him to Denver, though. You take on that contract. You take on that baggage. You give up a second-round pick, and you 
pull him into Pat Shermer's clutches. So you're banking on Pat Shermer developing and saving a young quarterback one year after he failed to develop and save a young quarterback. So with all due respect to Daniel Jeremiah, John, I hate this idea. Keep your second round pick, use it elsewhere, and either draft a quarterback in the first round or run it back with Locke in 2021. So I'm not as hard against the keeping Darnold out of the building and not trading for him. I just want it to be a deal where you have certain levers which indicate what pick goes. Um, so it would be a future pick, obviously. Um, and again, the contract isn't something where I'm so against it either because he still has that fifth-year option to exercise if you like what he does this year. Um, and you can have that be a part of the stipulation in the deal where if he, you exercise that fifth-year option, maybe it goes up to a second-round pick uh, instead of a third round. Uh, but again, that that's using the fifth year option, which we'll be able to use as the Broncos because he was traded, not released. So that gives you a little bit of different flexibility. Plus, you can use the franchise tag then in the future again if you're still not committed. But at that point, you're just waiting for the quarterback and going through the you know again going through uh, having those issues of you know we're we're pulling through for eight and eight and we have a great team around you. And you're, you're kind of wasting it. Uh, how can you not use Sutton, uh, Judy, Hamler, and Patrick when they're all available right now? I think the same criticisms that people say about Locke would also apply to Sam Darnold. And you bring up the franchise tag. You know you know what that price is going to be going forward for a one-year quarterback deal? I'm not willing to pay Sam Darnold $25, $30 million when you don't even know yet if he's your long-term quarterback. He's just a rental. And, you know, I'm tired of Reynolds. I'm tired of other people's garbage. I want the Broncos to develop their own quarterback, whether that's Locke, whether that's Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, I don't care. I'm just tired of settling for everyone else's sloppy seconds. And that's what literally uh, Sam Darnold would represent in uh, Denver. And I mentioned this earlier, like I said, but the reason he bombed out in New York was because of bad coaching and Adam Gase. And you want to bring him into Denver to put him with Pat Shermer, who we all can agree by now is not the right choice for most of us can as the Broncos offensive coordinator. He showed no ability last year, no expertise at all with Locke. He did not develop him. He actually, Locke regressed under Pat Shermer. So you have a quarterback in New York who saw a ghost. What would he see in, you know, Denver? He would see monsters and demons. I don't want to take a chance on that. Right. I, again, I think this is just a backup placement, which is why you have to have it be a conditional pick. You can't, you know, be giving a second round pick this year, uh, pick 40 and even pick 71. That's hard to give up. Uh, would you rather take the risk and, you know, go with a rookie quarterback a little bit later, like David Mills or Jamie Newman? Eh, still not sold there. But at the same time, these quarterbacks, I'd rather go with with someone else that's a veteran option. I'm not interested in giving up more capital for the Broncos, and I don't think that's what Peyton wants or, or Patton. No, it is Peyton. Peyton, Peyton. wants to do. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. I don't necessarily see this, you know, this quarterback god in training in Sam Darnold. I don't see this guy who's a franchise potential quarterback based on a couple great throws he made during his tenure with the Jets. You can say the same exact thing about Drew Locke. He's made some unbelievable throws, the way he changes his arm angle, the way he throws off platform. No, he's far from perfect. He has a long way to go, but he's making the same plays that Sam Darnold has made, yet he's already in the system. You've already committed to him. He's a lot cheaper. You don't have to give up a draft pick. You can have continuity and give him the chance once and for all to sink or swim on his own volition. The last thing I want the Broncos to do is 
export one shaky quarterback and import another shaky quarterback. It's a lateral move, and you can argue it actually be a downgrade going from Drew Locke to Sam Darnold. That's how I feel. Yeah, again, the only, you know, next year for 2022, he'd be making about $19 million. That's quite a hefty amount of change if he's, you're not sold on him as well. Um, so that, that is a lot to put into him. And, uh, it's, what it's would just, your lock make next year? A mil, a million or so, you know, what is that? You know, it's very little with how the, the cap is structured, you know, being a, you know, 40th overall pick versus the third overall pick. Right. And, and that's where the Broncos have the cost control lock in their clutches already. And we talk about Pat Shermer. It sucks, but they're stuck with him for this season. So I'd rather the Broncos roll with the quarterback that Pat Shermer's invested or invested a year in already than bringing in Sam Darnold. Because how long would he realistically be the backup here, John? How long before the media starts calling? How long before the fan has the team Drew versus team, you know, the team Sam pitting them one versus the other? It would only be a matter of time, given his draft pedigree, given his notoriety, given the baggage he brings along. I'd rather leave Drew unfettered if that's the way they're going. Brett Ripping can handle the backup duties. I don't, I'd rather, even as a backup, avoid Sam Darnold for the reasons you mentioned, for the reasons I believe. Let him go elsewhere or stay in New York. You don't have to always chase someone else's sloppy seconds. There is a reason why teams are not lining up to pick up Darnold. At this point, the Jets thought they could get a first. They thought they could get a second. Now they're talking about a third. Uh, so it keeps going back yeah. further and further yeah. um, until that point where it's going to be just to get him out of the, the building so uh, so Zach Wilson can have a good start and uh, that kind of thing instead of having someone over his shoulder, similar to Locke. Um, so I, I definitely understand that. And even if uh, the Broncos were to trade up and acquire a quarterback, uh, and you were to ship off Locke. I don't know if I want, you know, Darnold being a tutor to any quarterback that's young. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So real quick, I just want to give a shout out to Muhammad saying hello, rock stars, Muhammad Badri in the house with $5. I always appreciate you, Muhammad. Uh, this is my first time being able to say it to you kind of more directly. So just want to give you a, a real shout out. And I really do appreciate that. Mo's the best. We appreciate your support also in KK today, as always, Mo. So thank you so much. Perfect. Give me one second to pull these up. Okay, we got Burn the Cantaris coming in. Hey, John, glad to see you, my man. Uh, just sending some love, and I really do appreciate that. Um, I know we had Michaela up uh, a little bit earlier. It seems like we had a little bit of a jump. So why don't you uh, take one of these questions while I go ahead and grab it on the back end? Yeah, I can, I can, I'll take this one from Larry. I want to just make one point though. Okay, even go ahead. The, even real quick on Sam Darnold and the Broncos quarterback, even if they used a mid round pick on someone like, let's say, Kellen Mond, you don't really know yet, or it's a fact, you don't know yet what his upside at the NFL level will be. You don't know what he could be in the NFL. And based on what we've seen so far, if Broncos fans can say that about Drew Locke. If they can come to that conclusion that we see what we're going to see, then I can say the same exact thing about Sam Darnold. It goes both ways. But uh, if you want to pull that question from Larry back up, I don't know why it went off the screen. I can take that real quick as you navigate the back end. Thank you. Perfect. All right, Larry, uh, jumping in, $5 donation. Thank you so, so much, Larry. And again, guys, we're a little disjointed tonight because usually we have John as the producer, but with Chad gone, John's filling in today. So just uh, be patient with us tonight. But Larry asked, we could give up the team washing machine for Darnold, and that may be too steep a price. Running it back with Locke is the logical move. I've never really heard that. I've heard the bag of chips. I've heard the bag of footballs. I've never heard the washing machine. So I love that, Larry. Thank you. And I'm of the same mind. You know, at this point, you didn't bring in a Fitzpatrick. You didn't 
bring in an Andy Dalton. You're not probably going to bring in a Deshaun Watson. At this point, Trey Lance looks like a, an impossibility. So unless you move up for a Fields, the most realistic and probable outcome is the Broncos going back again with Drew Locke for 2021. And Larry or anybody else out there, if you've watched the show since January, we have tried to guide you and hold your hand and have training wheels on the bike while we lead you along to the conclusion that the Broncos likely will start him for one more year. Because, John, specifically, George Payton, who has more influence than you, than me, than anyone out there on the show right now, he still believes in Drew Locke. And until that changes, the Broncos quarterback situation won't change either. Uh, yeah, I have the same feeling when it comes to that. Uh, running it back with Locke, to me, is is the logical move. So uh, we're going to keep it rolling a little bit faster here, just so we can keep up with the Supers. We had a few uh, fallback, which I'll get at the end. Um, so, you know, you know, appreciate that. Uh we got Stu back Thank in you, here, George. by the way. Um, Zeus. Zeus, it is great to see you. Glad that you're able to come back in here. Uh, it's been a while. Hope things are going well. Uh, Stu, look at that love for Stu. What a legend. The Huddle Up Pod, Mount Rushmore, number one, one of one, George Washington of the podcast. Thank you, Stu. Love you, Stu. Appreciate you, Stu. But we have some comments in the uh, the comment section here. There's some Jets fans tuning in tonight, John, and some of them say he needs to change his scenery, and someone, another Jets fan say he's still straight up dumpster juice. So I'm inclined to believe that the jury's still out on him, but we can say the same thing about Drew Locke. And again, you don't have to give up a draft pick, nor make an investment, nor take on the sideshow if you just stay with Drew Locke. So like Larry, I'm of the mind. You run it back one more time, and win or lose, uh, it's the way to go. Yeah. Um, so here's coming from Dennis Woods. He's giving us a super for $2. What's wrong with Alex thank Smith? You, yes, thank you so much. It's great to well, uh, talk to you. Well, he's older. Uh, he's limited. His leg is hanging on by a thread. And I say that with complete respect and sincerity for Alex Smith. What he did last year was unbelievable. But there's a reason why Washington, that's as bereft for a quarterback as the Broncos are, they moved on. They saw what they had in him, and they're going in a different direction as a mentor, as a whatever, as a backup, as a failsafe, I wouldn't hate it. But there is a reason, John, that other quarterbacks are getting job offers like the Trubisky's and like the and like the Tyrod Taylor's and like the Jacoby Brissett's. And Alex Smith, the NFL comeback player of the year, is still on the open market. There's a reason for that. I would not be surprised if not long from now he decides to call it quits. That's you it's a don't, curve. Yes, it is We're going from back end to front end. But you don't think uh, a team would want him? Maybe in the se- you know after the draft would be interested in you know seeing if he would be a, a good fit. Uh, second wave of free agency for right. Alex Smith. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe as teams go into training camp and there's an injury or teams get complacent with their quarterback situations, he could get a job. But the Broncos, like I tell Chad all the time, they can't wait to settle that position. And if, again, they wanted Alex Smith, they would have signed him by now. If they wanted some old, crusty veteran backup, they would have signed an old, crusty veteran backup. They've shown little interest here and there. But the quarterbacks, John, that I find interesting, they've shown interest in. Matthew Stafford and Mitch Trubisky, reportedly, are of the younger variety. At least Stafford's not that old anyway. So mm-hmm. it seems like they love the idea of youth under center, and that's the way to go, whether that's Drew Locke or a first-round rookie going forward. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Last spring, you chose hard-working seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort, comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed performed on your acre. Because you can't fake performance, and bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. Visit nkseeds.com harvest. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, it's one of those things where I think Alex Smith is is someone you want to just as maybe after the fact kind of thing. And uh, again, that'd be after you do the draft and do your due diligence. Um, so definitely with I feel you there. We got in the shop with Willie. Willie, um, John, what's up? John, what up, my man? I have no interest in Darnold. He's uh, he's more expensive. We're going to be uh, trading back uh, and rolling with Locke. I'm here for it. Uh, and he's got the emojis perfect for it. Uh, so what are your feelings in terms of trading back? Who are you trading back? Uh, you know, who would you like? Are you looking for just the best best player available? What are you looking for? Well, obviously, when BPA meets need, that's the golden, you know, that's the golden intersection right there. I don't know, though. I mean, I've been teasing it that the Broncos, and so is George Payton for months now, that they might trade down. But after that Penn State Pro Day, when Micah Parsons made such a resounding impact on George Payton, if he's there, I think it'll be a hard and long decision to trade back and pass up on someone like Micah Parsons. But assuming they do go back, what do they need most? They need an inside linebacker, they need a cornerback or a safety. There's no real safeties I'm taking in the first round, at least not in the first you know 16 picks. If I'm moving down, I'm taking maybe JOK or Zayvon Collins or if Parsons falls, that would be the dream scenario. Move back to 15, pick up a second or third round pick, and land Micah Parsons. But I might move back for J.C. Horn. I might move back for um, Patrick Sertan if he gets past the Cowboys at number 10. They'll have choices, either cornerback or linebacker. So uh, I think the Broncos are in a win-win position if they don't want a quarterback in the first you know, 15 picks. Exactly. I, I think that's I have the same feeling going on here. The Broncos are in a position where they have – all the opportunity and flexibility built by this defense where we signed this year. Uh, so there's a lot of flexibility with the draft. You can go offensive tackle if you want uh, someone like mm. uh, Devon Jenkins. Uh, you know, again, if you, you're looking for the future uh, a little bit, cause you're not going to have someone taking over Jawan James uh, at this time. But it, so for me, uh, there's a lot of different names out there, but again, you can't, you know, take out, let's say cornerback right now because we, because right. the Broncos signed a bunch. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Nor, like you made offensive tackle, that's a great point. They do need a hedge for the future for Juwan James. So whether it's Jenkins or maybe someone like Rashawn Slater, who is my OT1 in this draft or my OL1 in this draft, I would not hate that draft pick, but I would not take a tackle or an offensive lineman number nine. You'd have to trade down for that scenario. 
And we got KR in the house with five dollars. Yes, the Queen saying Sunday Fun Day. It is. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you're having a great time. Uh, we got Glenn also coming in in here as well at with four ninety nine. Legitimately asking, with most blaming uh, Drew's struggles on coaching, if he balls out this year, does that mean Shermer is a good offensive coordinator? Uh, hope three succeeds. If he balls out this year. So that means we're giving Drew Locke no credit if he balls out this year. It's just all Pat Shermer's doing. But yet it's funny that Drew Locke got all the criticism last year and Pat Shermer got none of the criticism when they both did not have great seasons. Listen, I'm willing to call a spade a spade. And I'm with right there with you, Glenn. I hope three succeeds as well. I'm not going to, you know say Drew Locke is the quarterback for the next 10 years and they can't upgrade on them. Whoever is the quarterback for this season and going forward, I will root for. But you have to also attribute and acknowledge his growth. And any Broncos fan that wants to be a little bit objective, be a little bit unbiased, you saw the growth in the second half of the season from Drew Locke. There's no, there's no favoritism in there. There's no theorizing in there. That's a fact. You saw him grow up in the second half of the season. So I'm willing to give Pat Shermer credit because I want him to succeed. Because if Pat Shermer succeeds in his job, which last year he did not do at all, that means Drew Locke will. And if Drew Locke succeeds, that means the Broncos offense will. And if the Broncos offense will, you follow where I'm going with this, John? That yeah. means the Broncos will do well. And they'll be a playoff team more than likely. So I want to come on this podcast in – Hopefully, you know, mid-February celebrating a Broncos title. How great would that be? And I'd love to get on here and and go crazy about Pat Shermer and acknowledge him and compliment him. But I will believe he does a great job when I see it. Yeah, I, I'm with you in the same mindset. Obviously, if Drew is able to overcome the adversity that he has and um, you know develop further, that that it's it, you can't just blame one factor or give this the success and attributes to one person it's it's everyone in there it's the it's the wide receivers working with with drew lock more whatever it may be uh you can't just blame you can't just say the coach was doing it or you, you can't just say it was a player it was a multitude of situations that caused that well, and yeah, you know, Glenn also chimes in here. Shermer has been has been criticized. He's universally despised. I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't think John is, nor Chad, nor a lot of Broncos country, but he's not getting the same vitriol and did not get the same vitriol last year as Drew Locke. It seems like Broncos fans want to quickly criticize the quarterback and X him out and cancel him before they cancel Pat Shermer. The excuses that flew for Pat Shermer, oh, well, he didn't have an offseason, he has injuries, and he had the pandemic, and he had all this. Those excuses did not fly for Drew Locke. So we have to be fair as well. Both can be criticized. Both were the problem, and we have to hope that both are the solution, not one or the other. Let's go with Fat Cats here with another $5 donation. Uh, what's good, fellas? I'm a little tired of the QB talk. I feel you. It's been uh, it's been since we've uh, since the beginning of uh, you know we, the Broncos have ended their season. But it seems like to uh, to bring out the best of lock haters. Uh, let me read that again. It seems to bring out the best in the lock haters. Good to put a face with the name beast. Thank you so much. It's so great to finally uh, speak with you in person, Fat Cats. I know always you're coming in here beforehand and giving supers even when you're you're about to dip out. So I really do appreciate that. Um, and, and yeah, and we're going to have that merch soon. We're going to have the priest and the beast t-shirts made up because of you PK. We appreciate you. And listen, I'm tired of the quarterback talk and I'm kind of tired of seeing the drew lock supporters versus the drew lock haters and whatever camp you're on the narratives out there. Uh-huh. I just want a resolution one way or the other. And I think obviously by April 29th, the first round of the draft, we will know w- which direction the Broncos are going because by then they'll either be a veteran in the building 
a rookie in the building or no one, and we know for sure it'll be Locke in 2021. Perfect. Yeah. So um, just a quick question for you personally. Um, we've been obviously seeing uh, Peyton go on some trips to different, uh, you know, pro days. What are your thoughts coming this 30th? Is he going to head on over to OSU or is he going to go ahead and take a look at Mac Jones That's... at the same time? I think that will indicate a lot if the Broncos are a potential opportunity to trade up with Atlanta or not. Yeah, but I wouldn't read too much into that because he can only go to one. He's one person, so whatever he doesn't go to, he's going to get criticism. If he doesn't go to Mac Jones, people are going to say he has no interest. If he doesn't go to Fields, they're going to say he's not going to trade up. He will send a scout. He better send a scout to one of that he's not going to. The Broncos will have eyes on a quarterback, but obviously him being there, him being a longtime scout and him loving the scouting business, it will carry a little more weight, but don't read too much into anything. I think he knows by now what's realistic, what isn't realistic, what quarterback is ranked here. I don't see field steel getting out of the top six, seven picks. I don't see George Payton, John trading up for any quarterback in this draft, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence included. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely an interesting point because uh, I know that Mac Jones had a pro day prior to this one. The, the Alabama is having two pro days, and no one was sent from the Broncos at that time. At least Peyton wasn't. I'm not sure if there was another scout not sent. Um, so definitely he had the opportunity to look at both quarterbacks separately. Uh, but still, at the end of the day, you're still having to give up quite a bit to get up to number four to make that pick solidified as you're going to get that quarterback number four, whoever that may be. Which would likely be Fields. It has to be Fields. Yeah, I was going to say the first three picks are pretty much set in stone. It's Lawrence, it's Zach Wilson, and it's Trey Lance more than likely. So the Broncos are going to be left battling the Falcons, battling the Panthers, uh, battling whoever else wants to maybe trade up for Justin Fields like the Patriots. They can't be discounted. I don't think, and this is just my gut feeling, I could be completely wrong. Wouldn't be the first time this offseason. I don't think the Broncos are that high on Mac Jones. And it's funny because he actually reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins and a lot of Case Keenum, two former Vikings quarterbacks. I just don't think Peyton thinks that's the way the NFL wind is blowing. Someone like Mac Jones, who has the upside of like a Daniel Jones. It just doesn't translate to today's NFL. I personally believe he really fell in love with uh, Trey Lance and his pro day. And it's unfortunate because he's not going to have any chance to actually acquire him. So I don't know that him not going to the Alabama pro day. There's other prospects out there as well. There is a bunch of Alabama draftable prospects. It's not just the quarterback, but I don't think he's that high on Mac Jones personally. Yeah. Um, let's let's get to Drew here. Uh, he came on the show the other week, and it was it was great to see him. Uh, there's a dilemma. Locke uh, might turn into something. If he doesn't, next year's draft isn't great for quarterbacks. Uh, we'll, we'll be stuck with more rentals for a couple years. What do you do? Well, there's Aaron Rodgers, who the Broncos are somehow, uh, you know, rumored to be in a future trade discussion for. There's quarterbacks out there like, you know, who saw Deshaun Watson being available? Who saw Russell Wilson being available? They can make a play for one of those quarterbacks. And I don't usually advocate for getting late career quarterbacks, but you put Russell Wilson on the Broncos right now. You put Aaron Rodgers on the Broncos right now with those weapons, with that defense. You're talking about an instant playoff team. It's unfortunate, though, because Drew's right. The the quarterback prospects in next year's class aren't as tantalizing on paper right now. But we talked about this, I believe, Thursday. Zach Wilson wasn't tantalizing a year ago right now anyway. There's quarterbacks that always rise up the board, and I believe we'll see that next year. 
But the Broncos, if they have a good season or a middling season, they'll not be in the top 10. So it really is a conundrum what they want to do. And that's why I don't discount George Payton maybe stacking future draft picks like John mentioned because he can see two, three, four, ten moves down the road. He's playing 40 chess. So he might be hedging against lock bombing with the idea he'll have ammunition to trade up next year because someone inevitably always does will come along. Yeah, and that's what the great thing is about having Peyton uh, in this situation. He has a six-year deal. He has time to to develop and take the take you know take a step back and really look at the bigger picture and develop this roster how it needs to be done. Uh, you you know there's going to be a lot of moves made next year with Sutton's deal coming up. A lot of right. different deals are coming up. Chubb. Uh, Chubb as well. So you've got to set out money for that, and you're not going to have the money really honestly to pay a Drew Lock immediately or anything like that. Right. Um, so. It, there's it's a huge dilemma, and I do think the Broncos are going to be in some rental services until they're able to get a a quarterback that really you know either Locke is the guy or they're going to have to build this team up again. Yeah, and you know to, to Dylan's point here, sorry, John. He says betting what? on next year's class is such a big risk. Anything's a big risk. The NFL is a big risk. Drafting a rookie like Trey Lance is a risk. Trading for Deshaun Watson is a risk. Say what you want about that. So. The Broncos, if they have to go forward with Locke under center and then looking to 2022, there there will be a quarterback that no one sees coming right now that will be in the top 10 of most NFL mock drafts a year from now. Mark my words. Yeah, I don't think anybody was really going into this draft thinking uh, too highly of you know Trey Lance. Uh, you know, they were they he was an idea and they understood his raw ability. But with having a lot of uh, you know people opting out, of course he stayed on the forefront of the mind. No one had the opportunity to jump really in this draft class. Yeah. Um, so definitely, there's there's definitely some risk. And you know, even if you get that top quarterback like RG three, one slide incorrectly where you're, <laughs> exactly. you get you get your Neil uh, Brace caught in there. Your career is over. So every single pick is a risk. Um, and even if you know you go with Parsons, you could have a Reuben Foster kind of thing. So uh, it's definitely a, a risk-reward kind of deal that you have to, to do. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. And to be fair, as Clifton says here, because we are fair on the show, starting lock in week one is a risk because he's not proven, because he didn't take the mantle last year and establish himself as a franchise quarterback. So to my point about to Dylan's question or Dylan's comment, everything is a risk, including starting Drew Locke. The, you have to just be hopeful that Peyton mitigated that risk and is going with the risk that could pay off the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, so real quick, we got a uh, Facebook question. Do you have any uh, offensive tackle sleepers at this time? For me personally, uh, if we're talking down the line, I really like uh, Doyle, I believe his name is, Tommy Doyle from um, Miami of Ohio. So if you're looking way down the list, if the Broncos were to miss out, he's someone I'd be looking into, James Hudson. Uh, But at the same time, at 71, there's a lot of players there. um, And Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa or Dylan uh, Randez from North Dakota State as well. Um, So I'm not sure who you're thinking of targeting and and where you would. would you be looking to target that uh, that next tackle? You name two guys, including Spencer Brown, who I'm very high on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's drafted way sooner than most people think. I wouldn't wait that long for a tackle. I think they should make that pick no later than the third round. I mean, they can maybe wait on a safety now because they have Kareem Jackson back in the fold. Even though this is a very top-heavy safety class, I don't think they'll wait on cornerback or inside linebacker, but I would prioritize tackle if they could because they cannot wait on the Calvin Andersons and the Jake Rogers and hoping that people converted guards like Elijah Wilkinson pay off. They have to invest in a blue-chip tackle, and I wouldn't be surprised. This is a sleeper move in the first round. If they do move back from nine, that's in the move to 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, whatever, in that range, they could go for a Jenkins. They could go for a uh, Rashawn Slater if he falls. Why do I get the feeling, John, that Sewell is going to fall a lot more? He's going to kind of slip more than I, you know, than, than people are uh, predicting. I think that could happen. If that's the case, Broncos can move down to 15 and pick Sewell up, get a second or third back. So don't be surprised if they do move back. Sleeper uh, tackle could be a sleeper move in the first round. And the reason why uh, Slater can definitely jump up is he can play, uh, you know, any four or any five of the positions, really, uh, if you wanted him to. Obviously, guard would be preferable. But if you're not ready to put him at tackle, he could be your guard if something goes wrong and he could swing back out to tackle. So he definitely has uh, that ability as well, which is giving him above Sewell and maybe having some teams say, maybe I do want him as number one. Because, again, uh, looking back at someone, let's say, like uh, Robert Gallery back in a, a while ago with the Raiders, uh, you Ooh, need to, that's your name right there, <laughs> right? But you ha- you wow. took him at third overall. You had this huge contract. You had he, at least he had the ability to move inside after all of that. Wow, 
I totally forgot about Robert Gallery. Wow. There is, it's going way back. What a character he was. Yeah. I mean, he had all the upside in the world. Wasn't he drafted, what, one or two? Or it was top five, wasn't well, it? It was one, two, or three. I, the yeah. Raiders were very high on him. Oh, and he God. just, you know, all the power to him. He, he made, you know, he didn't have what it, it took at tackle, but he made it as a guard and got paid handsomely. Yeah, I mean, he's just, I remember him being so mercurial, though. He was one, you know, always one little trigger away from going off, like Kyle Turley from the Saints. Remember him throwing helmets and everything? So another classic Raiders pick, John. Exactly. Uh, We got Calvin uh, Hamilton coming in here with $5. Thank Thank you you, so much. It's great to uh, be able to speak with you tonight. Uh, Hey, Broncos country, whoever at, um, whomever at quarterback, uh, it need to be resolved too much too much talent on both sides to have another losing season no more excuses i agree there's no more excuses what can you say i mean what position is there really a weakness besides yes you could get another uh rotational player to work in at inside linebacker with jewel and johnson and have it be kind of a three-headed monster for uh fangio to work with but other than that you know you need another defensive lineman to rotate in uh, again, just a lot of rotational pieces that are needed. You really just need that quarterback piece to resolve, yeah. you know, to, to resolve this. And unfortunately, you know, we don't have the ability to really check on Locke right now and see how he's developed. Is he learning the playbook well? Is he's, you know, beyond doing simple, you know, half field reads? But this also ties into my previous comment where it just seems like coaching is forgotten because the Broncos, there's no more excuses for the Broncos coaching staff either. What's Pat Shermer's excuse now? He has continuity. The Broncos have a loaded offense, and he's billed as this quarterback guru and this quarterback whisperer. Well, it's time to step up and earn your salary, which I'm sure is handsome. So it also, there's no excuses, and things have to uh, materialize on both sides. I mean both sides by not offense and defense, but uh, players and coaches, they all have to pull their own weight. And one side can't be ignored because that side coaching was a big part. And you can argue the main reason why they didn't do well in 2020. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's move on to one quick comment here from Michaela. Got it through the back end. Give me one second. Michaela just saying MHH, uh, hashtag MHH, hashtag Denver Broncos for life, hashtag say no to Darnold. Right and I feel like at this point, Zach, you've said no to Darnold pretty it's, – it's in you. I, I don't sense you want Darnold for a fourth, a fifth. I mean, you want a conditional seventh maybe. It's not so much the draft pick, John. It's taking on that type of quarterback when you already have that type of quarterback in Drew Locke. You already have that guy on the roster. You have your Sam Darnold. Now develop him. Now try to unlock Drew and get him to that second level instead of taking on someone else's baggage when you've proven you can't fix your own. It'd be irresponsible to me. I don't care about the draft pick. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I mean, to, to me, there it's just there's so many other uh, players to get out there, especially with Jacksonville right now with them signing C.J. Beathard, who I thought was an option. I mean, you have to give some thought to Minshew being there really cheap. Just you have to give it a thought. I'm sure wow. they've already discussed it. It's pro- it's probably passed, but you have to look at all the quarterback options at this point. I, I, I mean, who who else is left there on the market unless they're riding out with uh, Drew Locke and Brett Rippon? Uh, there's Nick Foles. Uh, that, that's what there is. I mean, there's not a lot out there. I would, I, as much as I don't want Gardner Minshew, at least he's not broken. 
At least yeah. he wasn't ruined. He, I mean, the, the pressure of playing in New York, the media and the, the lackluster coaching and the lackluster offensive line play and the lackluster weapons, you wonder if he was Josh Rosen. You wonder yeah. if he was David Card. You don't want that type of damaged goods on the roster. Fix your own. Eat what's on your plate before asking for seconds. That's my point. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And, you know, this is a time where we needed base Gase in here just to show the, the wackiness <laughs> yeah. of yeah. Gase and to understand a little bit why <laughs> Darnold is so broken at this point. Exactly. Uh, and beyond, you know, at this point for a lot of people, beyond the ability to redeem himself and have that opportunity, um, obviously. So um, we're going to get another super chat in here through the stream. Uh, we got Edward Keating. This one's a little bit more towards you, so I'll let you read it. Uh, we appreciate you, first of all, Edward. It was nice you. having you on the show the other night as well. Um, I have seen a lot of lock haters today. Can't wait for the season to start and prove them all wrong. Thanks, John and Zach. Chad's on vacation, but we'll tell him you said thanks. Uh, Denver Broncos for live hashtag state of being. Hashtag, hashtag, let them hate, baby. Appreciate you, Edward. Yeah, appreciate that. And, uh, you know, when it comes to lock, it's going to always be pretty divided. There's no way of yeah. being around the bush. That's how it always is. Um, it's I would say it's like Pax and Lynch, but Pax and Lynch had no supporters. I mean, within Broncos country, he had no fans. Everyone was against him, at least with Drew Locke. There's a faction of Broncos country that's on the side. But until this gets resolved, until he either bombs or he, he you know, he he succeeds. We're going to get these divisive comments and uh, let him hate. We're here for it. Yeah, exactly. And here was another name I didn't think about, though, real quick. Nick Mullins. Uh, obviously, that's not a name you want. You know, he's a jag, but um, but he's know, a good jag. He's a good jag. Upper upper echelon of jags. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's definitely a, a name to keep an eye on. Um, why don't you pull a question real quickly while I get some comments from the back? Yeah, you can grab that. I'm just uh, about Nick Mullins. I tweeted about okay. him. Uh, a few weeks ago, I said it's the guy no one's really talking about. Obviously, he doesn't have the, um, you know, the the resume of an Alex Smith or of another quarterback on the open market. But I just think you can you can do a lot worse than grabbing a Kyle Shanahan disciple who has starting experience. He's still young, and he wouldn't come expensive at all. I mean, if someone like Trubisky can get a two point two five from Buffalo, you can get Nick Moans for you know two million bucks, and you have an experienced backup. C.J. Beathard is another option. He has the Iowa, you know, pro style offense from Iowa. He has that under his belt. I wouldn't cry, but that would signal the Broncos were all in on Drew Locke, and we don't know that quite yet, John. And we got a super night from our friend Black Knight who handles Twitch for us. So obviously uh, wanted to give him a shout out as well. Um, $10 super. Really appreciate that. Thank you. It's time to put, it's time for Locke to put up or shut up. No more BS. No more excuses. I'd rather us draft a quarterback in this draft. And if Locke bombs, then flip him for a pick. First of all, uh, Jeremy, I agree. And thank you for your support and your generosity. I agree. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Drew Lock supporter. You can call me a, uh, whatever you want to call me. I, it's up to him. If he, if he bombs, he should be gone. He should be replaced. So there's no more excuses. He has continuity. There's no more in- cross your fingers, no injuries this year. He has an amazing supporting cast and he has a coordinator who the Broncos are sticking by. But if you draft a quarterback, and, and Jeremy, I'm assuming you draft a quarterback you mean in the first round, there's no flipping Locke in that situation. The, the rookie quarterback would be the instant starter, and Locke wouldn't have any trade value. So it's either you go all in. 
you draft a first-round Q, whoever that may be at this point, and you move on from the lock era, or you acquire a Nick Foles, or you acquire an Alex Smith, or you leave it as is with Brett Rippon, and you go all in on Drew Locke. I just don't feel the Broncos can have their cake and eat it too in this situation. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want that kind of situation, you're going to have to give that pickup, uh, you know, give multiple picks up for to trade up with Atlanta, and you're basically going away from the Peyton uh, model, essentially. Um, so I really, you know, don't think that there's an option for the Broncos to move up with Atlanta here. It would cost the ninth overall pick this year. It would cost the first next year. It would cost the second next year. It's going to cost a lot, and it's going to be towards the future. Um, so, you know, again, maybe you – Maybe there is that guy next year. Uh, why don't you go ahead, Zach? Well, I was going to say, I think I read somewhere, I'm pretty sure it was about the uh, the Falcons pick that the starting price will be three future first-rounders. So, you know, one this year and at least two going forward, three first-rounders in total. I'm not giving that up for for an unproven rookie quarterback who's not even the best quarterback in this draft class. You give those first-round pickups. I'm not even on board for that for Deshaun Watson, but you definitely do it for someone a little more proven than Fields who – Maybe hot take. I think Trey Lance is a better quarterback and will be a better pro than Justin Fields. Just me though. I, I actually have the same opinion when it comes to Fields. Uh, I, I, I he's definitely the fourth quarterback on my list for me uh, by far. I, I really just I haven't seen much spark from him in terms of what I'm looking for out of my quarterback. Now again, if Shermer says this is what he needs for his offense. Obviously, that that's a different kind of thing, and if, uh, but again, I don't know who Shermer exactly wants for his, his offense. Casey Keenum, I, Casey Keenum. So he's not looking for someone uh, exactly like a Fields, and I, I really think you're giving up a lot for him. And again, you just have an injury; he's he's done. And again, if, if Locke does well, well, what do you do with all those you know picks that you gave? Are you going to give it exactly immediately to Fields? Right. Or are you going to trade uh, him immediately, Locke? Um, so a lot lot to think about there. Yeah, and, and um, three picks is way too high. I'm sorry. I I'd rather wait to see what happens with um, some you know some stuff down the road and see if you can trade for him later once some things clear up with what's everything that's going on. And, and you know, I see Richie in the comments. Richie, you can disagree with me, but you know, the only quarterback I'm trading up for in this draft class is Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence is unattainable, so that's not realistic. And yeah. even then, you know, it's a lot of capital, but he's to me a better fit right now and a better future pro than Fields will be. So it's not necessarily the capital. That is going to scare me off either way. Three first rounders as the starting price, not even the final price, but to do it for someone like Fields, who's the quarterback four in this draft class. Again, that's where I draw the line. And again, you're, you know, if you're putting in fields pretty early, that means things aren't going well for the Broncos as well. So you're going to be right. giving up the ninth overall pick and maybe again, a top 10 overall pick next year um, that could have been used again to, in another deal. So I want to get to in, uh, in the shop with Willie again, honestly, just want opening day to be here already. Um, I can feel you in, in the regards that you want to, you want to see this team completely assembled and, and get going. Uh, but we still need to add the depth to the, to the team, uh, but I can see the roster skeleton working out, and you kind of want to get going. It's a great term, yeah. The skeleton's definitely in place. They're adding some muscle right now. They're adding, they're trimming the fat away. So I like what I see so far. And it's another Sunday, John, without football. I already miss. I'm already having withdrawals, and that's not BS. I'm legitimately missing football already. I wanted to be here, and I am for the first time since 2015. I feel tangible, legitimate hope surrounding the Broncos, and I want to see that in 
action. I want to see the practical, you know, become the reality. And I think we'll get a nice result this season. Just want to give a shout out to Richie Rich real quick. Hey, how you doing? Um, but let's see who else we got here. Um, we got a first time commenter from Marcos. Nice. Thank Marcos. you so much for joining Welcome. us. Um, Jeremy S is asking about uh, Jeremiah Owuzua. I'm just going to say Jock. <laughs> J-O-K. J-O-K. Um, what are your thoughts about him? Does he fit in the Broncos defense at this time, or is he more of a gadget kind of player? But he's a he's more of a gadget player than Micah Parsons, but the Broncos defense can fit in a gadget player. Just like the Broncos offense should have fit in a gadget player like Philip Lindsay, but that's a whole other discussion. JOK, they say, is a better uh, coverage linebacker than Micah Parsons, so he has value there. But to me, he's more of the hybrid tweener. Like you see Keanu Neal signing in Dallas. He played safety in Atlanta. Now he's going to start at weak side linebacker in Dallas. That's the way the NFL is going. It's a smaller type of safety slash linebacker linebacker that can play in the box, can play in coverage, can cover tight ends. I wouldn't mind JOK, but I'm not spending the ninth pick on JOK. If they trade back to 13, 15, whatever, and take him, fine, but I'm not taking him at number nine. How about you? I'm not taking him mid-round, honestly. I, I see the value of having uh, him be in your locker room, but at this point, I'd rather get more serviceable player who can be a every-down player that I can trust. I know how he's going to use. Go with a Baron Browning a little bit later, uh, Jabril Cox. I mean, I know that they have a difference in terms of their coverage ability, but those guys are pretty solid in coverage, and it can also make up for that difference when it comes to the running game. So that's a big thing for, for me, at least. Those are great uh, prospects as well. Is, is this draft ch- uh, chat? I see. I told you I was going to say it at least once. It's all right, Max. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird commenter in the KK today calling me Max. But yeah, I mean, the Broncos, whatever linebacker they target, because they're going to come out of this draft with an inside linebacker. That guy, I pray, just cover tight ends, cover running backs. Let Von Miller and Bradley Chubb get to the quarterback. Let the secondary do their job and just do that one job for Denver and end that Achilles heel. It's all I'm asking for. Oh, I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, if you can get the guys just up front, you have Purcell, you have Harris, uh, D- Draymond Jones. If you're able to have them plus Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb be able to tee off it. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. The ends, uh, man, it's it's going to be it's going to be dangerous, and it's one of those things where you don't have to send additional pressure like Alex Johns Alexander Johnson right. every single play up the A gap. Um, so that definitely does bode well to having a more coverage scheme, and uh, would be great. Um, so definitely, we got base gaze in here. Oh, there How he great is. is it? To, we needed him. His ears He's making our point. Yes, and he is talking about what we were discussing earlier. Maybe we can discuss the Gase effect. Uh, we've seen players flourish, obviously, uh, Robbie Anderson, Tannehill, uh, leaving the, uh, that toxic team. Uh, we need honest uh, competition for Locke, and let's, let's see what he can do with, a, with better weapons. I mean, that's the big thing. That there is very little the Jets had to offer in terms of wide receiver, um, in, in my opinion. The, you know, they had Mims as their third-round pick uh, last year, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. He wasn't able to play. They just had no nobody going for them. Le'Veon Bell was shipped, you know, was cut. Uh, you know, they just had no one going for them. And besides that, on their offensive line, you had basically McGovern and uh, yeah. Becton being their best, most reliable offensive linemen. I know that kind of sends a shiver down some Broncos fines to know that, you know, McGovern was, you know, one of the better, you know, the offensive line for them in terms of just being stability. So uh, definitely think there is a Gase effect. I agree with you there, base Gase. Yeah, I, I'm not just, disp- I even made that point that coaching and Adam Gase ruined Sam Darnold. The lack of supporting cast ruined Sam Darnold. And I just don't think he's this salvageable, you know, goat in the making like some fans make him out to be. But would he be? And I asked this question non rhetorically. Would Sam Darnold be honest competition for Drew Locke? Or would he being a former number five overall draft pick who came via trade, the Broncos would give up a second round pick, let's say, would it be an honest competition or would subconsciously or not, the Broncos tilt that sort of in Darnold's favor? If they're going to give Locke competition, at least give it to Alex Smith. You know, it would have been Trubisky. At least let it be someone with experience that, that Locke can lean on, but someone that Locke can also beat out in a competition. You can't send two different signals. It's either a Locke's your guy or the quarterback you're bringing in is your guy. You can't have it both ways. Let me ask you this. Does the locker room, in your opinion, is it strong enough? And it does it have enough to be able to overcome two quarterbacks in the room and not, say, picking a guy, choosing favorites, having sides? Will he be able to handle a natural selection process? Um, that's my question to you as well. Are they going to be able to handle that? As long as they win. If, if, if they pick, let's say, if they have Darnold and Locke in the building and they pick Locke, if they start losing, they're going to blame the coaches for not picking Darnold. If they pick Darnold, they start losing, they're going to blame the coaches for not you know, picking Drew Locke. Winning cures all. 
And if they don't win, there's always going to be the question of what if, should they have went this way, should they have went that way. And that's why I'm of the mind, remove that scenario, remove that worry, and just have Locke be your guy for this season if that's the way you want to go. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, it seems like we did lose a super from Drew. Uh, that All that means is tomorrow we'll go back. We'll get that to you. Uh, we'll get that answered. Obviously, it was a $20 uh, super, so I really apologize for that. We uh, got you, Drew. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, make sure that's taken care of. Uh, that's on my, my end, so forgive me there. Um, we got uh, Dion coming in here, still talking about uh, we need better coaching and better quarter play, not luck. I mean, luck is a little bit a part of it. Always, uh, you need that you know good situations and no injuries. I think that sometimes can be partially luck, just not getting hit in the wrong way. But besides that, yeah, the coaches have to set up, step up. Quarterbacks have to step up. There is no excuses, as we were talking about earlier. I, I really don't know what excuse you can say for having uh, you know you know one to one touchdown to inter- interception ratio. You have a plethora of guys able to work their way open if it's if it's not Sutton Judy should be open if it's not Judy it should be right. Hamler uh, if not Tim Patrick is the big guy going to be open no fan where does this end Melvin uh, Gordon Melvin Gordon again if we can get him involved in the screen game a little bit more get him <laughs> what's a know, screen catch- John well what's those screen? Have been, haven't those seen have one left. in a year and a half those have left pretty much since Manning, it feels like. Those bubble screens, all that stuff has, has pretty much gone. Bubble screen. Hmm. Bubble, yeah. You know, new used term to, to me. New term. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where, yeah, better coaching has to be one of those key, key factors. And th- there's no way Locke can develop without those better coaching. Two things real quick. I know we're getting a little low on time. We have five minutes oh, till the wow. hour mark. Yeah, it, it flies, John. You see now how fast it goes for Chad and yeah, I. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know if this means good fortune as in luck or Andrew luck because luck is capitalized there. But yeah, they definitely, you oh. know, they can't rely on luck. But Andrew luck, if that's where you're going, uh, yeah. Dion, they don't need him either. He's retired. And real quick, Tommy says Melvin can't catch. And I'm not going to pick on you, Tommy. And I'm, real quickly, though. Isn't that the reason why they gave him eight million bucks? Isn't that the reason why Philip Lindsay is gone? So now Melvin Gordon can't catch. But when you brought up Philip Lindsay, everyone said, "Oh, it's because Melvin Gordon is the better receiving back." All I'm going to say is this: the double standards sometimes in Broncos country are infuriating. One thing I like to add to that: Melvin Gordon has had huge games in terms of reception and receiving yards when he was with the Chargers, able to score touchdowns, take a five-yard dump off, and make it into a thirty-yard play. So there's no reason that that shouldn't be a an option for him to do now. There, there's just nothing there to to be an excuse. Again, no excuses for any player really at this point. None, zero. Even the rookies. There's no on this team with this roster on offense and defense, even the rookie players, there's no excuse for the impact guys in the first, second, third round to not come in and perform. So there's that's the mantra, John, of the Broncos twenty twenty one season from the coaching staff to the executives to the players, no more excuses. I agree with you there. And uh, going again with base gaze for a little bit more base of gaze effect. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, do add on onto my point of Dalton and Fitz were ideal uh, quarterbacks as competition. Alex Smith leg and Foles hip scares me. Mullins is okay. That's a great point about uh, Foles and his hip. I, that was something yeah. I did forget about. Um, and th- I, that does make sense why you would reach out for a more of a Mullins kind of player. Um, 
but yeah, the, again, when it comes to those injuries, if Alex Smith gets hurt, I think yeah, I heart, if you do sign him, you put him on IR immediately if he's hurt and his career's over. Yeah, that's um, a, that's what you have to look at it as um, with, with him. Um, so so yeah, definitely. Um, the, the thing with Foles though is he does have the Pat Shermer connection because they intersected in Philadelphia. That would be pretty much the only reason uh, that the Broncos would go for Nick Foles in a trade because he's a veteran. He was, you know, a Super Bowl quarterback. He has some experience there. But yeah, I Dalton. He was always uh, he was my choice. But the Broncos don't want that type of middling, I guess, fail safe. Fitzpatrick was never on my radar. I went over a whole KK, John, if you remember that, kind of took down that idea with Gusto. Nick Mullins, I wouldn't mind because, again, he comes from a Shanahan system. He's experienced. I know he's not the greatest starting quarterback, but the Broncos likely aren't in the market for a starting quarterback, and he would come cheap. I don't know how much interest they have, probably none, but I wouldn't cry if Nick Mullins was the quarterback selection for the Broncos. I agree with you there. Um, I know we're a little bit pressed for time. Uh, So while I get – um, a different super sticker up. Why don't you answer this question from Aaron? Sure. sure. Let me pull up this. Aaron jumping in $10 donation super chat. Thank you so, so much, Aaron. And I don't know, uh, John, if that's a new name in our chat stream. Uh, I don't know if we see new Aaron to me. Around. Right. It's new to me. So if you're Aaron, if you're Aaron, if you're new, Aaron, we definitely appreciate you uh, joining us tonight and welcome and uh, hope to see you around going forward. Don't leave out the O line. They need to continue to improve. And a holdout again, JJ. I assume that means Juwan James. I'm not leaving them out. I mean, a lot of Broncos fans have been saying, you know, focus on defense, cornerback, inside linebacker, edge rusher, safety. They have to focus a little bit on offense too. And the biggest need on offense, again, minus quarterback, is right tackle. Because you cannot rely on Juwan James, who didn't play last year, who played 63 snaps in 2019 as being the long-term right tackle. They can get out of his contract after next season. Not this coming year. I mean, not right now, but after next season. And they have to have a guy willing to step in. And that could be a rookie premium tackle. So I I agree with you. Yeah, definitely. And let's get um, one more come in. Uh, why don't we get real quick, just say hi to a few people. Um, why don't you grab one while I'm trying to get this word from the back? Yeah, I'm sorry just, about uh, this. I'm just scrolling as well. I don't want to uh, lose anything in the side chat here. Muhammad jumping in with the super sticker, the That's king what... of super stickers. We can't pull yeah. it, can we? No, I can't. I'm having a little bit of okay. trouble trying to do this all at once. We're sorry, Muhammad. We're a little, you know, things are we're flying by the seat of our pants tonight, but uh, we appreciate your donation and your generosity as always, and you are a premium superstar, valued member of the podcast. So. And it, it, he's, his super sticker is a, a nice little heart saying thanks. Uh, really do appreciate that, Muhammad. Appreciate all of you. I'm not really able to be able to speak to you as often as I'd like um, because, you know, as you can see, I'm needed in the back to make sure your super chats are taken <laughs> care of. Uh, so we'll definitely work on that and get those to you tomorrow. But I really do enjoy being able to speak with you guys in, in the comments, able to work with all the different podcast produce, uh, podcast uh, hosts and personalities. It's really just a, a great experience. And I wanted to definitely give a shout out while I could. And ZW, Zachary, Desi- Zachary Smouse in the house. He's done one of our designs for us. Uh, you can get at huddleupod dot com uh, right. just because and uh, i really do appreciate that zachary obviously uh it's, it's been a while since i've spoken to you but you're always in my mind and i uh, really do appreciate all that you've done thank you zachary who has the best name known to man we appreciate you uh yes. we got something from christian team Jokic. it's Jokic, right Jokic, yeah yeah, yeah I hope I'm saying that. <laughs> so you, you told me that. So 
When will Chad be back? And cut Jeff Driscoll, uh, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. First of all, cut Jeff Driscoll yesterday. I don't know really what the Broncos are waiting for. I know they don't have to make a move right now, but you cut fat from around your roster already. What's Jeff Driscoll now? You cut Nick Vanette. Make that move. But it's going to happen. It's a matter of when, not if. Chad will be back. I know he's on vacation uh, Sunday to Sunday, John. So he's not going to be available next Sunday. You might see him, though. There might be a special appearance sometime this week, but he is a little MIA right now. And for the time being, this coming week, it's the John and Zach Huddle Up Podcast Premium Edition. And definitely uh, looking forward to getting to speak with you guys a little bit more. Uh, Looking to improve from tonight, obviously, at the same time. But, hey, I had a lot of fun. Um, And why don't we wrap this up here? Yeah. Uh, Unless there's any other questions or something on your mind you want to get to. I'm just scrolling through them. I think we got to everyone, our superstars. We try to incorporate the non-superstars as well. I'm just going through here. And if for, I'm going to go back, and again, if we miss someone, we'll get you tomorrow. We'll be yes. you'll be immediately on the forefront. Um, but until then, do you want to you know give get us out of here, Zach? Yeah, just uh, be sure to follow the podcast at we don't I don't have the banners to pull up, John. So just okay. kind of keep up. I'll do it. Yeah, uh, Huddle Up Pod, follow the pod there. Uh, follow at Mile High Huddle for the mothership account for all your Broncos news, analysis, deep dives, rumors, speculation, anything and everything. Follow John, that man on Twitter, at John KMHH. Guys, as he proved tonight, he's, he just said he is so instrumental in the production of the show. It wouldn't be what we have now without John. He is the real MVP. So be sure to follow him on Twitter at John KMHH. Follow me on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. We will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm pretty sure it'll be you and I, John, so we yeah. have that to look forward to. And again, guys, we're sorry that we're a little firing from the hip tonight, but we will get anyone's questions or super chats we did not get to tonight. Thank you so, so much for your support. Thank you for interacting with us. An hour and five minutes flew by like it was nothing. I feel like we just got on here. It's crazy how fast it goes. And again, thank you, John, for that. Subscribe. Please subscribe. Please like the video and please share it out. Yes, I am begging. Yes, I am groveling. We need your support. It helps us immensely. It's a little bit that goes a long way to quote our good moderator, Dylan. Uh, Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great Sunday. Have a great rest of your weekend. We will see you tomorrow night. Take care. And as always. Go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 